Hi, I'm Kirsten Siggins, and welcome to the Institute of Curiosity podcast. For the last 12 years, together with my business partner, Kathy Tiburner, who's also my mom, we've helped people build relationships that don't suck, especially in conflict. Every Thursday, Kathy and I will be sitting down together, having real conversations, sharing everything from our experiences and perspectives to our unique model for handling conflict, making it easier to step into conversations rather than away from them. This week, Kathy and I talk about assumptions, those truths that we make up and believe regardless if they're true, and how not testing our assumptions create blinders and obstacles for us, creating feelings of not enough and often lead to conflict. We share a simple trick to help you take those blinders off and connect to yourself and others in a more meaningful way. Let's get started. So I'd like to start with sharing a story of something that happened to me this week. Uh, It's springtime, it's almost summer, we have uh, big wooden Adirondack chairs on a deck at our cottage, and they needed a coat of black paint. So I went to the store and bought black gloss paint and brought it home. And the day that it was a lovely day, and I thought, okay, I'm going to paint the chairs today, and I cracked open the can of paint, and it was blue. So I closed it back up and shook it, and then I stirred it. It was still blue. And I looked at the label and it said black gloss. And so I thought, I'm going to have to go take this back. This is crazy because it says black gloss paint, but it's definitely blue paint. During this whole period of me shaking and opening the paint back and forth, I got a small drop of it on my thumb. And as I looked down at my thumb to wipe it off, I noticed it had turned black. Hmm. So the paint went on blue but it turned black. And so I I realized what an assumption I had made and how if I hadn't spent a bit of time trying to explore what it was all about and I just put the lid back on the can of paint and driven to the store saying it says black and it's blue, I would have wasted so much time and I wouldn't have been able to do the, the chairs that day because we lived 40 minutes from the store. So by taking the time and exploring and being patient, I was able to achieve what I wanted to because I was able to test that assumption. So it was, it was such an interesting experience in just staying present in the moment and doing, um, doing a bit of exploration, being curious with it so that I was able, in fact, to apply the paint and have the chair turn black as it was supposed to. I love this story so much because it's such a powerful reminder of all those little assumptions that we make throughout our day without even realizing it and how it can influence our life, right? In our choices and how we do what we do. Before we go further down, let's talk about what an assumption is. Okay. So for me, an assumption is I'm going to a place of thinking that something is a fact or a truth when in fact there's no confirmation of that. There's nothing objective that says that in fact this is true. So in my head, I'm thinking black paint. In the can it says it's black paint, but in fact it doesn't appear to be what what the truth is, what it's supposed to be. We think because of our beliefs, because of our experiences, we connect dots in a certain way. 
And in a lot of cases, they're not as the dots aren't as we think they are. So someone can be in a conversation with someone and someone's describing something and they say a can of black paint and we automatically go to a visual of a can with black paint in it. We're assuming things look a certain way when in fact they don't. Mm -hmm. This can happen to us daily. I mean, I know that I used to make assumptions all the time without even realizing it. It was this little story that I made up in my head that I believed to be true. And I don't even yeah. know why. <laughs> now reflecting back, right? It's that little voice in your head. And we make up these stories that we believe to be true, whether they are true or not. And then it influences every conversation we have, every decision we make, every choice that presents itself based on these stories that we concoct that may or not even be true, and we don't even test them. Exactly. And, you know, I would propose not even every day. I think it happens every hour. Yeah. And I think we miss out. We miss out on a couple of things. We miss out on truly understanding others. And we also miss out on the moments that we lose or the ideas, the experiences, because of our, what we're assuming. To be so we've got it, the, the assumption creates almost a blinder where we are connecting things that they must be this way and without exploring them we miss out on what is actually going on and so we jump to conclusions it just it puts us in a place of having a, a much smaller I guess sense of reality possibility Mm -hmm. An understanding of other, that's what comes up for me. And that's what I learned is that I would make assumptions. I would do this with my kids where I assumed I knew more about them, or I assumed I knew what was best for them, or I assumed I just being the mom, I just assumed that I knew more or I knew best. But the reality was, is that when I actually asked those open questions to better understand, when I took those blinders off, I learned so much that I... I couldn't have ever known unless I had asked. Well, given the fact that your life and my life as, let's say, a 10-year-old, we're not that different. But your children at 10, their lives are incredibly different than yours was because of technology. So give me a bit of a, 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 a better understanding around your experience of how assumptions could get in the way and they could even minimize your ability to keep your kids safe? Well, that's a great question because I think this is something that all parents right now are grappling with, at least the parents that I'm speaking to. And it's, you're right. When I was younger, you had a pretty decent idea of what my life looked like or my experiences would be like because your life wasn't that different. I mean, it was different than mine as a kid. It wasn't that different. Now, when I look at my kid's life, versus the life that I lived growing up, you know, for them as kids, if I look at the same age, it is like an alien landscape. It is so unbelievably different. And I think what the challenge is, is that we do as parents make assumptions that a lot of the same things are true about our lives, and yet they're completely different. You know, I don't know how to navigate social media as a 10-year-old because we never had social media. I don't know what the impact is of computers and, and social media in a social landscape at school. You know, when we were kids, if somebody wore something funny or wore something cool, you just had your, your group, your peer group within the school that would either make fun of you or praise you. I mean, now it can go global. 
And so there, it's really difficult for us as parents to understand the experiences of our kids unless we have those conversations where we test our assumptions. I had an, an, a really powerful conversation with my son recently about video games. And I had made all these assumptions up around video games, around my beliefs and my understanding of what video games were. And they couldn't have been further far from the truth for him and his experience and why he played them. And so every time I went to this place of assumption, I was basically judging him and shaming him and blaming him all without even realizing it because of the assumptions I was making for the reasons that he was playing video games. And it wasn't until I was able to have that conversation, you know, how come, what it is about video games, like walk me through and help me understand your love of video games, that I was able to really understand what was behind it. And it was, it was so profound and aha for me because it was so different than anything I would have ever considered. It's so interesting. And you brought up the, the link between assumption and judging. Can you share a bit more about what you mean by that? Well, when we make assumptions, we make up these stories in our head, whether they're true or not. And a lot of that comes from, from my experience anyway, it comes from this place of judging. We, we either judge others or we judge ourselves. So uh, a really simple example of this is social media. A, f a quick flick through Instagram and you see a picture of a friend out doing something fun or posing or whatever it may be, we all make assumptions and we all make judgments based on those assumptions, whether that is really what's happening in that photo or not. We create these stories that we believe to be true and then we judge them or we judge ourselves about whether our life isn't good enough or we're not doing enough or whatever it may be or we're judging them for the picture or the post or what, what have you. But we don't really know the true story. Those are just assumptions. Our assumptions contribute to our judgments. So when I'm looking at a picture of a friend drinking wine in Italy, I may think, oh, I've never been to Italy. But in fact, she may be there for a family funeral or for something that is, is, has happened. And it's not as wonderful. It's a very sad experience for her, but they're just going out for a glass of wine when in fact, I'm envisioning that she is traveling the country and having this fantastic time. Yeah. So I'm judging, I'm, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking my life is not enough because I don't have that in my life. We're creating and believing stories that may or may not be true. And we're holding ourselves, we're judging ourselves to these stories based on the alternate reality that we've created. So how do assumptions affect our relationships? Oh, I think they affect them in a really profound way. That's a good question because... We misunderstand each other. When I'm assuming something, if someone tells me something and I paint in my head a picture of it or I, whatever is happening for me, I may go to a place of, oh, I'm not good enough. I couldn't do that. I go to a place of deficiency, so to speak, about myself. Then I'm not good enough. And it, it, it impacts how I am. It's harder for me to be an equal in a relationship if, in fact, I'm thinking I'm not as good as the other person. And it may be a total misunderstanding because, in fact, that may not be what they're saying. And so when I go to a, when in my head, my beliefs, in my, the assumptions that I make based on my beliefs can make, take me to a place of deficiency where I self-judge when the reality of the situation may not 
involve that at all, where the person may be sharing a very different story of just a happy experience, assuming they're talking to someone whom they consider to be an equal in a relationship. And I may not see it that way at all, based on my sense of I'm not good enough. So that's one way. We're not feeling that we're really worthy of the relationship. Another one is that I'm misunderstanding. And if I misunderstand someone, then how can I gain clarity and deepen a relationship? You know, the goal of a relationship is to better understand each other. And the more we're learning about the connection between everyone and the planet, the more important it is that we truly understand. And if my assumptions are getting in the way of that, that's not serving me and it's not serving the person who's talking to me. So I need to get past that assumption and explore it. Ask those questions. Be, be there in the moment so that I can test my assumptions and better understand what they're really saying because that's how we can create the connection that's going to deepen the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so true because for me, what I've, once I became aware of assumptions, what I learned is so much of the conflict in my life and the misunderstandings and that emotional stuff came from assumptions. In those moments of conflict, how many times now that you're testing assumptions and exploring those conversations, do you realize that whatever you assumed is not what the person was saying? Always. Yeah, rarely is an assumption that I make actually true. Rarely, if ever. Isn't that incredible? With something that we spend so much of our time on, where we're making these assumptions, we're judging, and then we find out that it's all an error. It's all a mistake. It's all not true. It's all made up in our head. Yeah. These little stories that we tell ourselves that we believe and we become afraid to test those assumptions. So let's talk about that. How do you test an assumption? Well, for me, it's I now try and ask a question about anything and everything. So with my can of paint, once I saw that it said black, and even though I looked at it, the truth in my eyes was that it was blue, I just I started using it. So I painted a couple of boards on the chairs, and I waited for a second, and lo and behold, it started to change to black. So, I mean, that was my, asking myself the question. That was me exploring it on my own. In a conversation, I would sit for a minute. I would choose to listen to them in a way that is very open and non-judging, and I would ask a question. Can you think of a sample? Well, I make the, again, for me, I make a lot of assumptions with my kids where they, something might happen. They might have a bad day at school or something may happen where I assume that I understand what it is behind it. And until I ask those questions, the, the three questions that I find always test my assumptions are at the end of the day when I ask the kids, what are you most proud of? What are you grateful for? And what are you looking forward to? Because I always assume that I know the answers to those. And it always blows my mind because I never, very rarely will they ever say what I think that they're going to say. And that's what I love so much about asking these open questions is because it really helps us test those assumptions. It helps us clarify those stories that we make up in our head. It helps us get to the truth. 
you know, how do I know this to be true? And that's, that's sort of become my mantra whenever I'm in a situation where I think I know something that I don't actually really know. I ask myself that question, how do I know this to be true? And then I can right. ask clarifying questions afterwards to test that assumption. Because nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, the assumption I make is wrong. <laughs> and you know, carrying that over, what just came up for me was the whole notion of empathy. And so many times we think we're empathetic because we want to help someone. And so if I have a friend who may not be feeling well, and I think, oh, I'll send over a casserole for dinner tonight. And so I send a casserole as do 20 other people and they're overwhelmed with food that they don't even really feel like eating. Instead of making that assumption that, oh, I'll send food, asking that question, you know, what is it that you really need right now? Mm -hmm. And it may be nothing. It may be just come and sit in the living room with me or maybe take my dog for a walk or, you know, who knows what it'll be until we ask the person. And so often we, we jump to that place of solving a problem based on so many assumptions, none of which are accurate. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And they happen in every aspect of our life, as you were saying that, it just reminded me of health issues that we've had in our family and assumptions that doctors would make and the learning to ask all of the questions to get to the root of the problem because we all have blinders and we all love to fix and solve and we all want to get on with our day and check off our to-do list. And we create these blind spots for ourselves, these obstacles that get in the way of building our relationships, which are so crucial and important. And until we can ask those open questions to test those blind spots, to test, you know, to remove those obstacles out of our way, it's really difficult to build those meaningful relationships that we, we want and crave. And building on that, when you said those open questions, the open, curious questions, I think in a lot of those situations with professionals, they, they may use open questions, but they're open leading questions. And that's what they've been trained to do, they have an idea of what a problem is, and they ask the leading questions to take them down a certain road at confirming things. And I know I was I was a healthcare professional, and so in so many of those situations, we jump into a place assuming that because of the way something looks, because of what someone says, that things must be a certain thing. And without asking true open questions that we don't know the answers to, we're never going to be able to find out what really happens. And so instead, we ask leading questions as confirmation to whatever problem we think is being, we're solving. Instead of suspending all that and being in a place of ambiguity, even for five minutes, asking open questions for which we don't have an answer and using that information to then create the database, so to speak, from which we can solve the problem. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful what you just said. You know, what resonated for me was that notion of just asking those questions to confirm what we already believe. We want to take people down that path, right, of the story that we've made up, and we want to just confirm that story. So we ask those questions to, to confirm that assumption rather than asking the questions that we don't have the answers to to uncover what's really going on. 
when we're asking those leading questions, people get taken down a path where they think they need to please. And so they may answer the questions with very few words, trying to fit into what the question is, instead of really having the courage to say, no, I don't feel that at all, or no, that's not my experience. We try and fit into those boxes, which take us down a road of mis- where the assumptions carry us even further into misinformation and misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Without ever understanding the full story. Yes. And that's the key thing is the understanding, testing those assumptions that that's how we get to full understanding to see a bigger picture. So as we wrap this up, what are two ways that people, listeners can leave testing their assumptions? So when they go about their day, what are two things that they can do to help test their assumptions? Uh, I would say first off, we need to really listen to others. When we listen with our judger in our head, we're listening already closing possibilities. We've already made our assumptions and we're traveling down that road. So we need to listen in a way that's open and non-judging. And that may sound really easy to do. In reality, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And unless we're really present in the moment and focused on the other person, we can't do it. So really focusing, stopping the tech work, stopping thinking about what we're going to do later, just being present in the conversation to truly choose to listen to the person in an open, non-judging way. And then the second one is asking those open questions, not the leading questions for which you already have an answer, but the open questions that will take us anywhere because those are the questions that are going to help us better understand what the person really said instead of staying in our head and judging and making assumptions. Mm-hmm. The, the two that always I find so helpful when I find myself going to a judging place is what story am I making up about this and how do I know it to be true? And it really shifts my mindset to a place where I, it's, it allows me to be more open to learn so that I can get that bigger picture and take those blinders off rather than just go to that judging place that you know, can make us sometimes feel good in the moment as well, right? It's harder to ask those questions to uncover rather than just fix and solve or judge in that moment, pretending that we know more than we actually do. Those are great questions, really good questions questions that really help in conflict and we can also use them in any everyday conversation and so we can start with just regular conversations where our emotions are not being pushed where we can just be more active in the conversation by reflecting and thinking of those questions and exploring and testing them in a safe conversation so to speak so that then as we feel more comfortable we're able to try them in, in conversations where emotional buttons may feel pushed. So what story am I making up about this and what do I know to be true? So as you go about your day, practice asking those two open questions and see what comes up for yourself. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you had the opportunity to hear new thoughts and perspectives and understand that you're not alone. We invite you to join this continuing conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Institute of Curiosity. It's your place to share experiences, learn new tricks and tools, or ask those burning questions that you want answers to. You can learn more about our work or access our free course at instituteofcuriosity.com and in our book, The Power of Curiosity, 
how to have real conversations that create collaboration, innovation, and understanding. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll please rate and review us, and then don't forget to share us with your friends. Then hit subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay curious, and we'll see you next week. Have an awesome day.